What is good, everybody, man? Welcome into the Blue Bloods as we continue our FCS player spotlight for the 2023 season. We are joined by one of the top quarterbacks in the country, Matthew Saluka. Holy Cross QB was a top five quarterback selected by Incidentblade.com. Yesterday, as we're recording, was a New England Riders Association gold helmet selection, a two-time Patriot League selection, a second-team FCS All-American from the Blue Bloods, a Jerry Rice Award finalist, PFL Rookie of the Year, also a Jerry Rice Award finalist. Man, Matthew, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's great. You've done pretty much – I mean, you've done everything in college, but going back to high school, you had over 100 total touchdowns in your high school career, back-to-back state champ. You were the MVP in the championship game as well. I want to go back to your recruiting process. Looking back now with hindsight, what was that like, and what made Holy Cross the place for you at the collegiate level? Yeah, so um, actually my story goes back a little further. I was going to play college lacrosse originally. Um, I was a big lacrosse player. Um, and so just coming from Long Island, I really wasn't sure about, uh, sure about my path and where, what I wanted to do. Um, I was a dual sport athlete and I just, you know, was undec- undecisive of what I wanted to do. Um, and, uh, you know, we were just talking to my dad and everything. He thought a PG year would be best um, for me to give myself some more time um, to figure it out. And, um, yeah, I just went to Petty for a year in South Jersey. I went to Kellenberg on Long Island and I went to uh, Petty for a year for a PG year. Um, I loved it. I love football. I loved everything about it. Um, Coach Chesney just gave me an opportunity um, to come up here to Holy Cross. I took the visit. I loved it. I loved everything the school offered. Um, And so, yeah, I found myself here. When coming in as a freshman, you come in during COVID and you earn the starting role as a true freshman. Talk a little bit about how you were able to step right on campus, earn the respect of the teammates, the trust of your coaches, and how difficult it was looking back to earn that number one role at, at quarterback as a true freshman. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it was really difficult, especially because we had a uh, fifth-year senior um, here at quarterback, um, and he kind of, you know, he was the offensive leader. He he was the voice in the locker room. He was the voice of the team, um, and so it was kind of hard, you know, coming in and being a young guy um, trying to take his position, you know. But it's just the competition battle. Um, and so I was able to come in, just learn enough of the playbook um, in the shortened time that we had during COVID. It was only about three weeks of preseason camp, so it really wasn't much um, before we headed into our first game at Lehigh. <clears throat> um, but I was able to come in, just you know, make some plays running around um, first, and coaches noticed that originally. Um, and then I started got my chance on the scout team, and we were doing pretty well. It was actually funny, uh, Jalen Coker, um, you know, a couple guys that are shining right now. Um, they were out there with me on a, on a scout team and we were just having fun. We were doing our thing, playing football and uh, the coaches just noticed and we got into a game where um, the offense production just wasn't really that great in the first half. And uh, came come second half, Coach Chesney was like, you know, listen, I know you don't really know too much. I know you know a couple of run plays, a couple of pass plays, but do you feel comfortable going out there and just running what you know? And I was like, absolutely, Coach. Like I can go out there and make plays whenever. Um, so he put me in. I ran for two touchdowns and threw for another one in the second half of the Fordham game uh, my freshman year. And ever since then, I've uh, had the starting job. And so it's been great since. Looking back now, what was the most difficult thing throughout that COVID season? Because I could only imagine being a true freshman starting the first time at the collegiate level, plus dealing with COVID, have players in and out, not have a lot of games. What was the most difficult experience for you looking back through that season? 
Yeah, I think what you're saying, just losing guys. Um, you know, we're not like an FBF program where we have hundreds of guys and, um, you know, you can just kind of just plug them in. Uh, we only had about 90 guys at the time and um, 95 guys maybe. And it got down to that last South Dakota game in the playoffs. And we had, I think, 28, 29 that didn't travel to that game due to injury or COVID. Um, and so just showing up to a game, you know, knowing that you have 28 and a decent amount of starters not playing, um, it's tough. It's a lot of pressure, especially as a true freshman. You know, you're expected to go in there and win. You're expected to perform. Um, but it's hard without your best players and, you know, your, your teammates. And so, um, you know, it was definitely a challenge. It was definitely a struggle. Uh, a lot of games, you know, were getting canceled. A lot of games were just getting rescheduled. Um, and it was tough. We'd practice for one team come, you know, the next day. It's completely, you know, games canceled for this week, games scheduled next week for a different team. Um, so there was actually one practice. We practiced for three different teams in three different days. Um, and so we were just trying everything we could, trying to be prepared for, you know, whatever the, you know, whatever the league threw at us. Um, but we were lucky enough to play a couple of games and uh, it was a great experience. I, I can only imagine having to have three different game plans put together yeah. over three day. That's just that shout out to the coaching staff, though, under Coach Chesney and and those guys. But, you know, you talk about that South Dakota experience in the, in, in the COVID season. The next year, you guys make history by winning the first FCS playoff game in Holy Cross history. The it, it, I don't think it was a Hail Mary, but I mean, it was it was a huge pass to Jalen Coker, who he went up there and made a play over Sacred Heart. Talk about that experience, man, because I saw the emotion from you, Jalen, the team, when you made that pass and you guys got that first FCS playoff win what did that mean to you and what did that mean to the program yeah i mean for the program especially i think it was just a monumental change um you know it's not something that's never been done before um and it just shows the progress we've been making um you know every step we just kind of take that next step that next step every year year after year you know it was first making it to the playoffs then it was winning a game then it was getting the bye and now it's going for the national championship but yeah playing in that game was just huge i mean as a game it kind of felt the same as any other game i would say that you know felt really any different maybe stakes were a little bit higher um but yeah, I mean, it just comes down to playing football. I, I know a couple of those guys from high school over at Sacred Heart, um, and it's you know a little closer to home for me. So it was kind of a little bit of a fun um, feeling to get to play some of those guys that I knew. Um, I don't really get to play many people that I know um, coming from New York, but uh, I was able to play a couple of guys. And so it was just, you know, it felt good. I woke up feeling great that day. Um, and just, you know, we were able to, I mean, fight our way through that battle. It was a tough game. It was, you know, a hard-nosed game that we played. Um, but Jay, you know, being the player that Jay is, he was just able to come back and, uh, you know, I don't know, 14 seconds left, I think it was, he was able to, you know, go up and make a play. And that was just the trust I have in him. That's the type of player he is. Um, and so, yeah, just being able to, you know, secure that win for the school and really just take our next step um, in elevating this program was definitely huge. So. You talked about the learning experiences, about how the first step was getting a win, the next step was getting the bye. Now it's a national championship run. What have been your biggest learning experiences throughout these FCS playoff runs, even going back to this year when you guys made another deep run and 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 really gave – I think that was probably one of the toughest games South Dakota State had to play all throughout their playoff run this year was you guys because that game was tight up until late. What was your biggest learning experiences over these first three seasons in the FCS playoffs? Um, yeah, I think the biggest one is just to stay intact. 
Um, you know, it's the way we practice. It's the way we lift. It's the way we do everything. You know, healthy health is is first. Um, you know, you can't really go out there and win if your starters aren't playing or if you're you know, if your backups are hurt, whatever it is. Um, and so just being able to go back there a second time was a great opportunity. Um, you know, the first time, like I said, we had like 28, 29 guys not travel, um, whether they be starters or backups. Um, but to go out there with a healthy team, you know, another another go around at it. Um, we didn't really feel we put up the best fight against COVID uh, during the COVID year. Um, and so we just had a much better game plan, a much better, um, you know, idea of what we were going into. Um, I would say the biggest like learning experience though was that freshman year during COVID. Um, you know, I walked up the field, and that was actually the first game I, I lost in uh, three or four, three years, three and a half years. Um, and so that was that was an emotional one for me. It definitely hurt to lose that game. Um, and Coach Chesney was just like, you know, I understand we lost. I understand you're upset, but like, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel? Like, I'm like, we have the opportunity to win a national championship. Uh, I told him that when I was a freshman, I just felt like, you know, we were playing against the number one team in the country and we didn't feel like we, you know, we were, we were, we were there. We were, we were ready to play. We were, you know, fighting hard. And so I think just, you know, being able to stay intact, keep your guys healthy and just, you know, it's the end of the season. It's, it's tough. You know, a lot of guys go down football is a dangerous sport. Um, and so just being able to keep everyone on the field and just have your playmakers out there at the end of the day, it comes down to making plays and, you know, any play can go for a touchdown. So it's just, keeping those guys on the field and, and just staying to your hard work is really was the biggest thing in the playoffs. One of the most, I feel like, interesting stats for Holy Cross is that the fact you guys have won four consecutive championships in the Patriot League. Yeah. How has that come together? And what is, what is, I guess, what's the behind the scenes of the program that you can talk about that has kept this program so consistently successful over these over these four seasons going for a fifth straight conference championship yeah um i would say it's just the consistency and the culture um you know the culture here is unbelievable there's uh, every single freshman on our team will tell you the minute they step in the door they do not feel like a freshman you know there's nothing that goes on where it's the older kids you know beating down it's everyone lifts each other up everyone strives for greatness um, you know, and then just the urgency and the detail that we do everything with. Um, Coach Chesney does a great job with that, keeping everyone motivated. Um, you know, before every practice, we have a team meeting, trying to get everyone fired up, understand their roles, understand what we're what we're looking to do. Um, so just having those meetings, having everything like that, um, just allows for a great culture and you know, great attention to detail that allows us to keep winning. Um, you know, every single game is a battle. It's you know, we talk about it every game. It's hard to win a college football game, and to go last year undefeated. Um, it's just a great, great, you know, attribute, great thing that we did. And, um, so yeah, I think it just comes down to every single day, just coming out to hard work and just understanding the culture of the team and just realizing that we want to keep taking steps up. Everyone wants to come back to work. Um, you know, this year, unfortunately we lost a lot of guys on our defense, come, you know, returning. And so even now we're, we're going through those processes of just understanding, um, you know, who's the next guy up, who, who understands the role the best and who's willing to work the hardest. This year, to to clinch the championship, you guys had to beat a really good Fordham team. I think this was one of the first times the Patriot League had two very successful teams in the playoffs. Tim DeMora and Fordham had a great year as well. And that game, I still think, was probably a top three game of the entire college football season. Talk a little bit about that play call at the goal line, where you guys decide to go for it, and you guys call one of the just wildest play I would never expect to call that reverse play in that situation. What was, what was your reaction in the huddle when you got it? And just talk about the execution and that feeling when you saw that ball go across that goal line and you knew this game was over. Yeah. So, I mean, even going before that, the play before, you know, to the touchdown, uh, we scored, it felt good. And I was like, 
Coach Chess was like, listen, you want to go for it? I'm like, Coach Chess, listen, you're the head coach. You make the decisions, but just know that if you go for it, we're going to score. And he was like, all right, sounds good. Let's do it. So then we went. Um, we had every week we practice, you know, different two-point plays, different situations. We're, we focus heavily on situation fo situational football, um, whether that be two minutes, you know, end-of-game situations, um, any really everywhere and every, anywhere you can think about, we focus on the situational football. Um, and so just we knew what kind of plays we had. Um, we've been working on a couple. Um, that was definitely a, one of the trickier ones that we uh, decided <laughs> to pull out. But it was definitely uh, it was a great call. I mean, Coach Smitty, you know, props to him for just knowing what, what they were going to do, um, knowing that we've been showing the, the jet motions and the sweeps and stuff, and that we would be able to have them on a reverse. Um, you know, luckily, <laughs> I hear came around on the outside with the ball and he's supposed to throw it to me, but it got to the point where the sun was in the way and it was just not worth that risk. So I, you know, he ran it in and it was a, uh, it was just a great moment. Yeah. It was a lot of pressure on the line, but uh, definitely worth it. You know, it's a good play call and great execution. When, when the, when, when he came around, he could run it in or throw it to you because you were wide open too. So yeah. it, it, it was great. But yeah. when you, I, I've talked to your head coach, man, I, I've been in the press conferences and I feel like, he has that personality where he relates to players so well. He's so confident, man, and he has all the faith in you guys to go out there and execute, and that's what makes you guys so successful. Talk a little bit about what it's like playing under head coach Bob Chesney and what he's like behind the scenes with you guys and what his relationship is with the players in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, he's the ultimate player coach to start. He cares about every single player that he has. He really takes our insight. Um, I mean, even with recruiting, like he'll bring kids around here for recruiting and like we have so much say on like how the kid is as a person and whether we think he fits well in the culture. Um, you know, if there's anything that shows up, the first people he's going to are the, you know, the captains just seeing like, you know, what's going on? Do I need to step involved? Do I need to get involved? Do I can you guys handle this? Um, he's just a complete player coach, even when we're on the field. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll get mad at myself for missing a throw here and there. And he's just like, take a deep breath, like go play football. You're the best player on the field. Just go do it. Like it's a lot of motivation, um, just a lot of uplifting. Um, you know, we never really talk about like negatives, you know, about, about what we do. It's more about positives and focus, focusing on the good. Um, and so just knowing that a coach just has your back and anything, um, you know, off the field, Coach Chesney is unbelievable. I meet with him all the time, just about, you know, it could be anything, internships, you know, uh, networking with the alumni, um, any, you know, school problem, anything I need, Coach Chesney is there. Um, and so just have, having that open door and just knowing that any player on the team can just walk into his office and have a conversation with, you know, someone who cares and someone who matters. Um, it's huge. And then just from the school perspective, I mean, Coach Chesney's good you know, the biggest face on campus at this point. Um, everyone kind of respects him. Everyone kind of respects the football team. And so just having a leader like him um, at the school is just unbelievable. Going into this season, I think it's been from the Sacred Heart game to the Buffalo Hail Mary, the chemistry and connection that you and wide receiver Jalen Coker have seem to be one of the strongest and most consistent in, in football right now. Talk a little bit about how you guys built that chemistry, man, and how close you guys are on and off the field. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's an interesting thing that me and Jay came into because both neither of us were, I would say, really good at football. We were very good athletes at the time, and we knew we had the potential to be good. Um, but it was kind of, you know, we were kind of raw in what we were doing. Um, and so when I got here, it was um, I kind of met met Jay right away. Um, realized he was a receiver. We just started kind of getting to work just on our own, you know, just throwing it around. And we just found this like little connection that we just kind of understood what we were talking about, understood what we wanted. 
Um, and that just progressed, I mean, year over year playing. I think it started in scouting, like I was talking about before. Um, there would just be plays that I would just be finding him and he would just make unbelievable plays. Um, and then just being able to progress that forward um, just year after year, um, just getting better and better. I mean, we're learning the game together. And so just being able to learn the game with somebody else who's just athletically, like, you know, gifted and as special as Coke is, it's just like, it's unbelievable. Cause it's just, you know, you can kind of work off each other and, and know what each other need. And so just being able to have that with Coke is, is unreal. I mean, going to the Hail Marys, he's just an unbelievable player. He does what he does. He's, as, you know, as clutch as they come. Um, and so, yeah, I just, there's a special bond I have with Jay. Um, off the field, he's a great kid. I mean, he works hard in everything he does. He's personable. He's a great, great person. I love spending time with him. So, y- y'all just don't even need to call it play like Hail Marys anymore. Just be like, listen, we're just gonna throw it to we're just gonna throw it to Jalen yep. <laughs> down Pretty the much. field. Yeah, it's to that point where it's like, what's your read? It doesn't matter. Jay it was one on one. All right, sounds good. <laughs> I I love that bet and. You, like I said, top five quarterback coming back in the FCS, instantablade.com. Stan Becton does a great job over there. You were top five, but I, I know there's always things you're looking to improve on. What's one thing that you want to improve on in terms of your game going into the 2023 season? Yeah, I would say um, just, you know, taking thinking back from last year, I'd say the biggest, you know, change I want to see in my game is throwing on the run. Um, I'm pretty dynamic in the run game, and I've definitely elevated myself in the past game um, since my freshman year. But I think just, you know, completing that throwing on the run and being very accurate on the run is just the next step that I can take. And just being able to, you know, be a run threat and a pass threat while moving is just, I mean, it's, you know, elevate my game to a whole next level. And so that's, I think, the biggest focus for me, you know, coming into next season. I know the team goal is to win that FCS National Championship in Frisco, win the fifth straight Patriot League Championship, have another undefeated season. I, I I think that that's clear. But your personal goals, man, for the final, you know, for, for next season, 2023, potentially the last one for you in terms of going to the NFL draft after that. But what do you want to achieve before you leave Holy Cross? Um. Yeah, I mean, always to be the greatest. I mean, my goal coming here was to be the greatest to ever walk you know, Holy Cross's football field. Um, it's going to be a tough thing to do with some great names like Gordy Lockhart. Yeah. Stuff. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, that was my goal coming in here, and I'm still just on that path now. But I think from, like, an accolade standpoint, I would say that probably when the Walter Payton um, is going to try and be my biggest goal. Um, you know, we'll see how that comes in, in the future. But, yeah, I would say just, you know, being being seen as the best, being, you know, being the best to ever do it here and hopefully being the best in the country um, by the end of the next year. Shift into some quick hitters, man. I know, I know, I got to get you out of here. But NFL comp for you, who do you who do you model your game after the most, in in your opinion? Um, I would say it's kind of a cross between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Um, just being able to see what they, you know, what Josh Allen does on the field is, you know, as a quarterback, you see his vision. Not many people can really see what he's doing um, on a day, like on a you know play by play basis. But he's just at a whole different level. Um, and so I just, you know, I like to model my game after him. Um, and then just what Mar- Lamar is able to do, um, just in creativity and just being out in the uh, in the open space is just something I, you know, aspire to be. Man, I, I love that combination there. And I know everyone has one, man. I, mean, I always love to hear the answers. What was your welcome to college moment where you knew this was different? And it was like, he got me that time, but I know next time what to expect. Um, there was actually playing that Fordham game, um, that first game my freshman year. Um, and Ryan Greenhagen, I met him in the hole one time and I kind of got like flipped over, like I leaned over his shoulder and I got like slammed backwards. 
And uh, I stood up and I was like, oh, like this is college football now. Like this is not making it through the hole and just running over someone. Like they're going to be able to stand you up and really, you know, smack you down. So it was just at that point, it was just, uh, it was, that was a real hit that I took. And I was like, oh, yep. <laughs> hey, shout out to Ryan too. Another yeah, sure. great, great player over there. But I know you have a lot of responsibility as a quarterback, so it's really hard. But, man, I've, I've had a few guys on here tell me it, it, it's different, though. Are you a big trash talker during the game, man? But when the opponent, when it, when things are getting heated in there, are you one of the guys in the fray? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I try my best to hold back. Um, but a lot of times it's out of protection for my own teammates. Um, you know, if I see a cheap block here and there, um, if a kid just comes out talking to me um, and I make him miss or I make him fall or something like that, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go back at him. Um, but, yeah, it's not really, you know, it's it's all between the lines. It's all clean. Um, it's nothing, you know, I'm not too excessive with it. Uh, but, yeah, now more of it's just protection from my teammates. And just, you know, if they're fighting in battle, I'm going to just got the, know that they, you know, let them know that I got their back and be there for them. And, uh, you know, just throw in a couple words for, for the other guy. So. As an offense, because I played offensive line. So as an offensive lineman, hearing that, I see why you're one of the leaders of the team, man. Because if when you when when your quarterback's in it with you, you're like, okay, got to protect them even more now. Like I got to let, let my guy have it. So I'll let I'll, I'll let you take take a swing at this one, man. The biggest trash talker on Holy Cross's team this season, offense or defense, it doesn't matter. This upcoming season, or this past season, this upcoming season, this upcoming season. Oh, um. This upcoming season, biggest trash talker. Um, I would say probably the linebacker, Frankie Monty. Um, you know, linebackers like to stick their head in there. And uh, Frank's right now playing uh, the Mike linebacker, you know, splitting reps with Jake because um, Jake had the you know elbow work done. Um, so his just process is coming back and he's just easing into it with spring ball. Um, but Frank's out there. He's always, you know, going head to head with the line. Then I'll get involved in it. Uh, you know, him and the running backs will always meet in the hole. And there's always a couple of words after that. But, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Frank. I love it. And your favorite route to throw. If you got to pick one route to the money route, what route would you go with? Oof. I'd probably just say, I mean, probably a 10 yard out route with Coke. With Jalen Coker, um, I mean, it's just a rep, uh, you know, a route that we rep the most. And, uh, you know, it's just free access on the backside if we have it. So just taking that as many times as I can is, is huge. And, uh, yeah, just knowing that Jalen Coker out there is just an unbelievable feeling. And so just being comfortable on the same page with him is great. I, I had a feeling it was either going to be just just a go route with him or, or something. Yeah, they're oh. pretty, uh, you know, they're pretty equal in the, on the chain of which I'd rather throw, but. <laughs> I think just the knowing knowing where he's going to break and knowing where he's going to be on the out route is just a, a comfortable feeling in my in my shoes. You're a dual threat guy, man. So you're in the open field with a with a linebacker or a DB. What's the number one mistake that defender can make against you in the open field? Ooh, um, I would say just uh, leaving me with a two way go. Um, I mean, I would say like at some point you got to just try and funnel and you know support me to your help, at, but. Uh, you know, I don't really think there's many people that are going to like in the FCS level that are going to just tackle me one on one as a safety level, um, you know, filling. So at that point, you got to try and just, you know, slow me down and make me change my ankle to allow somebody to help you. Um, but giving me a two way go is going to be a tough one. So um, at that point, yeah, just kind of looking for help. 
Hey, I, I love that. There's plenty of highlights that support that statement as well. Yeah. But looking back to last season or looking back throughout your career, but you can go, you can go your collegiate career. Yeah. Who are, who was the best defensive player you faced where they just were like, man, this kid is different. He's going to give me headaches all day. Um, I would say Malik Ham was definitely one of those, one of those players. Um, I mean, Malik is on, but he's a three time, I think defensive player of the Patriot league. Um, I mean, one of the most explosive players I've seen, you know, coming off the line, um, Great kid overall, too. It was either him, I would say, or the other D lineman. I'm not sure his name, the uh, number 90 from Harvard. Oh, Truman? Uh, yep. Yeah, that kid's legit. He, um, I mean, he moves a lot faster than it looks. And, I mean, he's reading the play. There was a couple of plays um, I tried to scramble a little bit. And he's coming from the opposite side, you know, D line and kind of trailing me. And, you know, he had his eyes on me the whole game. But uh, I think, yeah, Truman or definitely, um, he was definitely a good player or Malik Ham. Hey, man, that, there's a reason both of those guys are going to be going to the next level. I know Truman yeah. went this past season or is going right now. But yeah. the final question, Matthew, man, and I'm expecting you to be one of the top FCS quarterbacks headed to the NFL draft when you leave Holy Cross. If an NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get if they draft if they draft you, what do you say? Um, I mean, I would say first and foremost, a winner. Um I mean, that's really, I think we were kind of, we were looking at them yesterday. I think I was 56 and five since my high school career. Um, and yeah, I think all five losses have come here in college. Um, and so it's just how it goes. But, uh, but yeah, I think a winner is first and foremost, um, a team, a good teammate and just someone who's coming in to work really hard and, you know, showing what I got. So guys, Matthew Saluka, Holy Cross quarterback, man. This is a guy you're going to need to know next year. One of the favorites for the Walter Payton Award. One of the going to be preseason FCS All-American. Going to be the favorite for the uh, Patriot League Offensive Player of the Year, man. All that. But, Matthew, all about player promotion here. Let people know where they can follow you on social media and anything you want to plug, say, any messages you want to give, man. This time is yours. Yeah, no, I just want to first of all, thank you for having me. Um, it was great. You know, I follow you guys all the time, and so just – being on here. Um, and then, you know, my Instagram is msluka underscore. Um, I'm sure you can find it pretty easily on yeah. whatever. Um, Holy Cross's Instagram or anything. But, um, yeah, no, not much to say. Just looking forward to next year. And uh, thank you for having me. For sure. Yeah, that social media is a lot easier. I feel bad for guys who get on here and they got like basic last names like Jones or Williams or something. It's like, yeah, there's like 900 yeah. guys with that yeah. name. But I think yeah. I think you guys can find <laughs> I can think I, I think yeah. guys can find Matthew on social media. But guys, I'm going to have this guy on definitely after the season, man, going to be one of the top prospects coming out. Also got to make it up to a Holy Cross game. I was supposed to be at the Holy Cross Fordham game, but I, I'm based out of Southern Alabama. Oh, so wow. the flight, I had a flight get canceled and changed, and I was so pissed I wasn't able to make it. And now after the way that game turned out, I was upset. But Holy Cross fans have started to campaign that I got to be at the game this year, man. So when I get up there, we'll have to connect um, in person. Yeah, for sure. You missed a good one. Ah oh, man, I I was so I was so upset, man. But guys, for myself, for Matthew, for the Blue Bloods, man, we are out for right now.